Hi everyone! On this episode of Skills from Our Transitions, I am hosting Tracy. I've known Tracy for over 10 years and I have always admired her energy and ability to learn and change. She has now started her own business, Monumental Cakes, and is working towards building her brand. Join Tracy and find out why to never give up on your dream and look forward no matter the difficulty. If you want to continue receiving career support and inspiration, consider subscribing to the YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes channels. Every week, someone will share their incredible transition. And now I give you Tracy. Hello, Tracy, and welcome to Skills for Mars Transitions. I'm really happy to be hosting you. Hi, Julia. Great to be here. Tracy, we've known each other for quite some time. Would you be okay to introduce yourself to the listeners? Sure. And, and take us a bit through the, some, some of the changes, the big changes that you've done in your life. Okay, um, my name's Tracy Gregory. I am the sole, sole owner of Monumental Cakes, um, which I set up in August 2019. And um, previously to that, I worked in corporate environment as a PA, office manager, things like that. I've done that for all oh, longer than I care to remember. Um, ever since I left school, I've been working in offices. Um, so that was my strength, organizing things, um, being at the center of things, you know, running around after everybody else and, uh, and doing all that sort of thing. And I trained on the job, so I didn't start with any qualifications. I started right at the bottom as, a, as an office go gopher, if you like, making coffee and tea twice a day for everybody. Had to remember whose mug was who and what they had and uh, things like that, answering the phone running around the office with mail, that sort of stuff. And then I progressed from there to um, reception work and secretarial work and um, office management um, over the years with various companies. Um, in 2019, I was working for uh, Vertiv, which is where I know you from. Um, and um, they had a bit of a reorganisation, which resulted in my role being made redundant which was very sad at the time. I've been there 13 years, so it was a big shock. Um, and um, I, But I had a, a few months to adjust to the idea because I needed to finish a project I was working on. So that was, uh, that was a help. Um, and so I, therefore, I started looking for other jobs. I immediately joined agencies, and, um, but I didn't want to have to commute into London. I live in a very nice part of England in the southeast in Kent and the train commute into London is an hour and a half and then you've got the underground and that so I started looking for jobs locally but they're not as as um, as prevalent as they might be in in central London um, so I was thinking about this for a while and I was getting a little despondent you know um, I've, I'm of a certain age and I was thinking perhaps that was going against me, that people didn't want to hire me because I was only like eight years off retirement age. Um, and um, so I sat down with my husband, Paul, and we had a really long chat and we, we looked at the monies, the financial situation. And I said, you know, I like making cakes for people. And he said, oh, yes, you know. And I said, you know that people keep saying I should do this as a business. And he went, yes. Let's, can we 
to go? How are we financially? Can Is it plausible that we can have a go at this? So um, Paul is an accountant by trade. It's not what he does at the moment, but he is a is, a, is an accountant. And um, so he sat down and he looked at what money we had and the uh, redundancy package I got and all of that. And he said, we can, we're okay if you don't bring any money in at all. We're okay for six months. Okay. So that's what we did. I, I, I was already a member of various forums and um, I uh, had all the equipment or most of the equipment that I needed, um, but I didn't know how to market myself. Um, but luckily, a very good friend of mine runs a, a marketing business. Um, he, he mostly for charities, but um, he was very up to speed with everything. And um, he helped me design a logo uh, get some leaflets and cards printed. Um, I knew another friend who did websites and I went to him and he said, well, to be honest, you know, you could probably do it yourself. Okay. So I actually um, found a course on how to build your website online. So I looked at that and um, played around with WordPress and created my own website. So I was very happy with that. And then just put the word out with people that have already had cakes before from me. I put the word out and said, I'm now running this as a business and, um, and just sort of jumped out of the boat, if you like. It felt a little like that anyway. And here I am today. <laughs> here you are today. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've known you for, for quite some time and I think this is not the only interesting career jump you've made. I think you've made others. And you have proven throughout your career that you can learn very, very fast and adapt to what, what's happening. Yes. I mean, um, in my work life, as I said, I've, I've, um, I've been fortunate to work some for very, to some, I've been fortunate to work for some very good companies and um, they have, I've always been in a position where I could put my hand up and go, I can do that. Well, I'd like to have a go at that. And um, being given the opportunity to do that. So as I said, I started as a clerk. I had no qualifications. And this is, you're going back to the early 80s. This is 1980, 1981, around that time, before personal computers. And it was the dawn of the word processor. And these things were huge. I mean, they were really big, noisy machines. And IBM display writer appeared in our office and they, it was so big and noisy they had to put it in the computer server room and it sat there it just sat there they got it but they didn't know what to do with it and there were like three manuals this thick on how to use it and the older ladies in the typing pool as it was then you know with the old manual typewriters weren't interested so during my lunch break, I'd go in there and I started at page one and I worked out how to use it. And I worked my way through as many manuals as, as I could before it got to the page where I thought, yes, I can now actually produce a document. And that was my first real typing job was producing 200 page documents for the, because it was a, a drawing office. It was a, a consulting engineers. So quite technical documents. And I did that. And that's all I did. I just sat and typed these big documents. Um, and that was brilliant. And then 
the first personal computer appeared in the centre of the office, you know, one on its own, the little desk, and no one was allowed to touch it but anyone from the IT department. So I kept saying, can I have a go? Can I have a go? Can I get, you know, and eventually I, they let me play with it. And obviously it took off, you know, personal computers took off in a big way. Um, and that's how I've always been. I love technology. I love, um, I, I'm, I love a manual. <laughs> that sounds, sounds really weird, but I love, you know, okay, number one, do this. Number two, do that. Number three, do that. And then away you go. And yeah, yeah you tend to be very planned. Yeah. I, I like to do oh. that. So, um, I've always been in a position where I can, I can, you know, volunteer, if you like. I'll, I'll always jump in and go, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, Richard Branson has famously said, if someone asks you to do something and you don't know how to do it, say yes, then figure out how to do it later. And I quite like that, you know. I'd rather have a go and fail but than ha not have a go at all. And that's why I, I, I've started my own business, because I didn't want to get to 60 or 70 years old and think, I wonder what would have happened if I'd done that? Where would I be now? So that, that would be, that's how I've been through my life. I'll do that. Give it to me. Let me have a go. And um, people have, I've been fortunate enough that people have let me do that. And through that, I've gained more skills, knowledge, I've gained more confidence my ability to talk to people and um yeah so there have been a lot of changes like that in my working life and as you know Yulia when um we first met or not when we first met but when you came to work for the company um I was just office manager secretarial stuff like that and then you brought me into a recruitment team now I'd never done that sort of sort of recruitment before I'd interviewed people sure as, as my work You've in HR. have done parts before, yeah. But um, I've never actually done the whole recruitment thing and then the whole training as well to the extent that you wanted me to do it. So that was a big change for me as well. You've been through a lot of changes and you, you indeed you always say, can I have a go? I will try it. And you always volunteer for things and you learn very quickly. Mm. What drives this? Is it just the motto of Richard Branson or, or is it what drives this? I, I will do it. I no worries. I can I can do this. I think there's a little bit of self conceit inside me that wants to be the best at things, that um, wants to be the person that does. You know, oh, the go to person. I quite like that. There's a part of me that feels yes, that's me. Um, so I quite like the feeling that gives me of self achievement, of self worth. You know, to be the person that. If nobody else knows, oh, go to Tracy. And in fact, someone described me once as the go-to person. If you don't know, Tracy will know. Go and talk to her. She'll tell you who to speak to, if nothing else. And um, I quite like that feeling. It's a, it's a bit of an ego boost, I suppose. Um, so I think that's what drives me a little. It's a, okay. it's a little bit of that. <laughs> But it's always good to know it and admit it. Because a lot of people just, yeah, it's just, I'd like to wake up in the morning and do something new, but it, it's the same. I feel the same for, for myself when I do something new and I succeed and I'm, yeah, I can do this as well. Perfect. <laughs> so it's a, it's a mutual feeling, 
between the changes that you've made, and you've made quite a few, which is the hardest, the toughest one you've made so far? Oh, um, the toughest, the toughest change. It's difficult. They've all got their own sort of challenges, I think. And um, it's uh, like, for example, setting up my own business. All of a sudden, I'm responsible. Um, I'm setting my own agenda. I'm deciding what I do in the day. I'm responsible if it doesn't work. That's scary, you know, not having somebody say, right, this is your day. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And this is when I want you to do it by. I've got to set all that for myself and um, sticking to it, you know. And I think having the confidence to, to push myself out in the market is something I'm struggling with at the moment. I need to be more proactive. I know I need to be more proactive about pushing the business and getting out there. And it's difficult at the moment in lockdown, but um, that's one of my aims. Once once we're free again, I intend to um, to really hit, hopefully, hit the ground running with a marketing campaign and get out there to people and making a decision as well about what is what makes me me what makes my business my business what's its special thing um to sort of specialize rather than be do lots and lots of things i need to make i think i need to make a decision about what identifies my business as different to other people doing this as well so just sitting down and and doing all of that um is very difficult um a challenge as well obviously working from home um, I have my husband Paul, who's um, great, who's appointed himself as my my number one critique, and also as well as my accountant and my business advisor and anything else. So it's um, it's tactfully dealing with that, so that it is still my business and my decisions, but also bearing in mind that he's a financial partner in this, and so he has a right to to make these comments and talk to me about things like this as well. So I do the creative stuff and he, he likes to try and bring me back down to earth sometimes. So that's, it's a good partnership, but it's remembering that, that that's it. But yes, being solely responsible for everything you're doing um, is scary. And we're still going, we're still going okay. Um, and, but it's, it's going to come to a point where we will really have to look at the business and go, is this, is this viable? for our needs or do I need to rethink and, and do something different? So, but I'm happy that I've had a go. For sure. And then you've just started. So it's, um, mm. yeah, it's, it's not been a long time. It's not even a year. No. So this has to take its course as well. And of, and of course the lockdown is influencing it, but um, stick with it. Yeah. Something the, interesting. Yeah. You like manuals and you are a very disciplined person that somehow likes to go by the book. But mm. now you're doing the creative part rather than the planning and admin part and even accounting because the, the, the accounting that you do for Monumental Cakes, I'm sure you can do it as well. <laughs> well I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> how, how is it to, because this is a big shift as well from something that is very planned it, with schedules and everything, what you did as a clerk, what you did in HR, what you mm -hmm. did in, in graduate programs was very, right? 
you, you, you'd have a schedule, you'd have your own discipline, you could go by the book, there were rules and procedures and all of that. And now you're doing the creative part. Mm-hmm. How does it feel? Is there good. good? It feels good, yes. I've always been creative um, and um, I've always done something creative. I, I used to do cross stitches, but I would never just do little cross stitches. I had to do the big project, you know, the, the landscape or something. Um, I always had to, to go bigger um and uh knitting you know I've always tried to do creative stuff I drew for a little while but I'm not a brilliant drawer but I can sort of sketch something reasonably I've got I think I've got a good eye um so yeah that was um I love it I love the creative things because as well when I'm actually doing it I'm focusing on that completely I'm not thinking about anything else everything else just disappears and I can just focus on that thing so I used to do it as a way of relaxing. It's, it, that's why it was my hobby, because I found it relaxing to do. Um, the stressful bit comes when you then have to hand it over to a, a paying customer and pray that it meets their expectations or hopefully exceeds their expectations. So that's always the nervous part. But I love the fiddling and the, and the designing and the coming up with ideas. And now I love that side of it. Absolutely love it. Is it a better feeling when you wake up in the morning that you are doing something creative versus not that you didn't like the planning bit or something that was very structured, but is it a better feeling? Um, it's, it's good waking up a little later in the morning, <laughs> that's for sure. Not having to get up at six o'clock or something in the morning um, to do that, uh, to go to, to then sit in a car for two hours or on a train for two hours to get to your job. That part I do not miss at all, and that is really good. Um, I feel a lot more relaxed, and um, yeah, it's it's a good feeling. It is a good feeling. Um, sometimes I do stress about what I'm doing, and sometimes I can combine my planning. I mean, the skills that I had in the office, the planning, the organisation still have to be there because I have to structure I have to decide when I'm baking, when I'm decorating in order to meet the the target date, the delivery date for the customer sort of thing. So I still have my planner. I still um, have my files with all my customer details and and things like that. My recipes are all filed and things like that. So I I am still using my um, organizational skills um, in making sure I keep on top of things and I don't forget anything, making sure I've got the right stock to the cakes that I'm making, um, all of that. So the skills are still being used. Um, I'm still um, always updating my website and um, checking, keeping on top of my expenditure. So all of that has to go to spreadsheets and things. So I have to set aside time to do that as well as as keep doing the creative bits. So um, there's a good combination of things, but it's a nice feeling and I can choose when I do what and that's the key thing, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a good feeling. I feel really happy and, and confident in the decisions we've made. You told me about stress and being scary as well. Mm. How, how do you keep focus when these moments happen and not jump to, hey, maybe I should apply for an HR job or for an admin job or anything like that and going back to what you did? Um. I have um, I have faith that things happen for a reason. Um, as you know, I have a personal a Christian faith, 
And that is a, an immense source of strength for me. Um, I like to keep busy. I don't like sitting around not doing anything. So um, I'm, I do still like to have things planned out. I don't, nobody likes the unexpected. Um, and um, my, my faith is sort of a driving force, I think, in my personality because it, it gives me uh, confidence and it gives me that, that strength to just go. You know, some things you can stress about, but you can't actually do anything about it. So I stress. So it's, you can't, it's out of your hands. And I try and take one day at a time in those periods. You know, it's okay. Yes, this is a problem, but we can work it out. Let's break it down step by step. Think about it rationally. And it usually passes. Um, so it's early days. Goodness knows what's going to happen. But we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, as I say. And um, I trust that uh, if I'm meant to succeed in this, I will. And um, but I will still need to work hard to do it. Yeah. Did you have, while you were building monumental cakes, did you have any failures that really made you more stressed? Um, failures. Mm, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I think for me, the stressy bit comes when I try to do, I overreach myself. I try to do something that um, without researching it properly, um, without um, giving myself enough time. And um, so there've been many cake failures where I thought, oh yeah, that's fine. That'll work. I've done that hundreds of times. And then that 101 time, it hasn't worked and it's down to the wire. So I have to throw it all in the bin and start again. And it's like, I've got two hours to get something done. And then, then the stress kicks in. But so far, it's been okay. I've not had anything massively disastrously happen. Um, and um, yeah, it's, I should imagine if um, I'm, not a, I'm not a worrier. You know, um, I tend to be quite pragmatic about things and um, just sort of, as I say, face it head on and think, OK, as I said before, break it down. Let's deal with it a bit at a time. What's right in front of us? What can I do about this? How can I change this? Um, how can I, and if I can't do anything about it, I can't do anything about it. And, you, and it's something that I learned very early on in my working career, that if you make a mistake, just hold your hand up and go, I'm really sorry, but that's not going to work. Or I can't make it work. I'm going to have to say no. Learning to say no to a customer um, is, um, is the key thing. And, and knowing your limitations is, is quite important. Yeah. So you continue learning. Yeah, yeah, every day. <laughs> I mean, I've, I just just yesterday I had to make a figure for a cake, and um, normally in the past I've gone to books and then I've tried to make it exactly how they've showed me in the book, and then I get frustrated because I can't quite get it right because I'm not sitting there with another person showing me. I'm trying to do it from a book or from a video, and it's not working. Um, so I put the books away and I I went by instinct. So I just literally thought, okay, let's just do it my way. And it worked. And I was really pleased. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's an exciting time. And, um, yeah, I love being creative and, and doing things this way. 
the cakes behind you are are uh, the mm -hmm. wedding ones. Yes, these are these are what we call dummy cakes for displays. Mm -hmm. So you can see this uh, three there. Um, just when I've gone to wedding fairs and um, markets, I bring these along so people can see close up the detail that I can make and create in the cakes. Um, so so they're like the visual aid, if you like as well as just pictures. You can't tell from pictures because when I've shown pictures to people, people go, they're, they're real flowers, aren't they? And I go, no, no, I've made those. Um, so I can actually show people and they can touch them and, and see what they're like. The so yeah, so I've got one or two. Is, a, yeah. is amazing. Thank you. <laughs> and, but I really love the um, uh, party ones. Yeah? Yes. The ones with all sorts of figures there, whether they were Superman, Spider-Man, uh, uh, yes. any kind of cartoons or... Yeah. Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> oh, hang on. Let me see if I can show you this one. This is the one I've just done. Oh, nice. If you can see that, that's a, yes. a young young lady's eighty for a young lady's eighteenth birthday, and she's got her cat sitting on her lap. But if you can yes. see that, cat lovers, yes, yeah. I can. And I had to do that from a photo. So um, her mother sent me a photo and said, "Can you make a figure?" So that's the figure I did yesterday as well. Again, it's um, you have to be careful because of copyright. So if people go, I want a Disney cake or I want this cake and that cake, you have to ensure that it, you're not breaching some sort of copyright by doing something. Yeah, really? Can you do that with, you, a, with a personal cake that gets eaten? Yeah, yeah, because I'm selling. If I was giving it to somebody, it wouldn't matter. But the fact that I'm selling a cake, if it's got a particular theme, like a, a Disney theme or something like that, um, you have to be careful of copyright. And sometimes, in fact, I've gone to somebody and said, I can put, I can buy some figurines and put them on the cake, but I can't make those exactly like that. You can do um, sort of different versions so people get the idea that it's a Disney figure, but it's not an exact replica. If you try and do an exact replica, and some people don't bother. Some people just go and do it anyway. But there have been cases where they've been where people have been brought to court over over copyright issues. Some of these big companies they do sometimes chase down. Depends how they're feeling. And it depends. I imagine if you put the picture on the on Facebook or Instagram or wherever, and it's yeah, immediately you do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, so you you just have to be wary. Um, there's there's the other debate amongst cake makers is copying somebody else's design. If someone's just done a nice cake and you copy it, um, generally it's not considered good form. But there's nothing to say you can't do it. It's if you take someone's photo of a cake and claim it's yours, that's wrong, obviously. Um, but you can take an idea of a cake and twist it around to make it your own. And I always try to do that. I always try, you know, I do lots of online video tutorials that I go to to learn techniques, and then I try not to replicate it exactly so that there's always my twist on it. So, yeah, it's um, all those little things that you have to think of. Good. Um, I think by what you said, you had quite a lot of support, uh, socially speaking, right? Because... As far as I know, since I've known you, everyone was was pushing you towards building mm -hmm. monumental cakes and yeah. giving it a go. Yeah, I think it's very important. If you're, if you're going to set up um, in any business on your own, then it's vitally important that um, you have a support structure in place. I'd advise anyone to get a mentor, find someone in the business already, um, that, which is what I did, 
um, join forums, um, learn as much as you can about the type of business you're doing, research your competition, vitally important, who's doing what already, and then try and find something that you can do differently that makes you stand out from the crowd. Uh, and um, and then, then that's a good start, really. But yeah, I've, I've got um, a particularly great cake forum that I'm part of. And the lady that runs it, um, Susie Witt, she also runs, she, her, she has a passion for helping women in business because that's what she did. She did a massive change and created this business. And um, she, she set up this fabulous platform with lots of guest tutors and there's videos and there's forums and there's advice for business people and for people that just want to do it as a hobby as well. And so things like designing your website, doing your tax return, you know, um, getting insurance, all of this sort of advice was all there on her website. It's sort of my go-to place mm-hmm. and brilliant. And we can go on forums and share photos of what we've done as well with, with people that are in a similar, similar situation. And um, it's really encouraging. And I, I would say that's very important um, because if I don't know how to do something or I'm not sure about something, that's my first port of call every time. And um, it's, it's been a really great help. Mind you, I attended one of her how to set up your own cake business classes eight years ago. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking about this in the back of my head for a long time, but I'd never had the courage to do it. And I think it's because I thought that Paul, my husband, wouldn't go for it financially. He would, he would say we couldn't afford to do it. So he completely surprised me by being on board and supportive and everything and um if he hadn't if he hadn't given me that support i wouldn't have been able to do it definitely not yeah and this is a big uh, a big issue everyone is talking about when they are making such big changes because it is a really big change right you're you're not an employee anymore with a steady wage and kind of a safe blanket right but you're mm-hmm. you're out there on your own and you need to learn new things while uh, you have limited finances so that's something everyone mentions and another thing that everyone mentions is having someone as a mentor or a coach to guide you through the through the rough times. But I think you're the first one that's mentioning community, mm. right? And and actually going uh, to a place where a lot of people share the same ideas and the same kind of issues, and you can go and ask for support, and they're there to to offer it. Yes, very much so. It's very important. Um, so there are two types of change, aren't there? There's the change that you think about and you plan for. And um, you you have everything in line and you have a deadline and you have goals and you're great and you know this is where I'm going. And then there's the unexpected change, the change that is completely out of control for you. Um, so in a way, I was sort of forced into doing, it sort of put me in a position where I had to make a decision about my future last year when I was made redundant. And um, I was fortunate that I had this other skill. As you know, though, I did contemplate doing lots of other things. The first thing I did was I wrote a whole list of all of my skills, everything that I could do um, in office work, coaching, training, which I would have loved to have done as well. I think that would have been my second choice if I had to do something, not going into coaching. Um, My sister is a brilliant coach and she's been supportive as well. And I get some great ideas from her. Um, and, um, it's, um, 
it, it, it's it's um, it, it, making this list. I sat down looking at it, thinking, "Yeah, that's great, but how do I promote myself in this? How do I how do I get that across to potential employers? I can do this. How do I get into this?" And then I looked at the cake side, and I had everything already in place. I had the support network there. I had the contacts. I had the equipment. Um, I didn't have to fork out too much. I had to buy a new laptop. That, that was about it. Um, and um, yeah, so it sort of made business sense to to go that way. So and but, you loved it as well. And I love it. And doing something that you love, you know, it that you get up in the morning, you think, yes, this is great. I'm going to have a really good fun today doing this. And that's nice. And not many people can say that about their job. What's next for Monumental Cakes? Now you are on a journey to making it a big, well-known brand. Mm. What's the next step in getting there? Next step, yeah. During lockdown, um, I've diversified into doing tray bakes, um, which are just little, like little little cake plates like this, smaller versions of my cakes that people can freeze if they want to and and or keep. And they've suddenly taken off in a big way. So what I'd like to do is move into the business sector. So go to offices and go, Cake Fridays, I can supply tray bakes for, for your employees or for functions, things like that. If you're having a um, some sort of a promotional event, I can provide cakes and things for that. So I think that will be my next foray is to, is to move into the corporate world and try and uh, get some, some office supplies going somewhere along the line. So I think that will be my next thing. Perfect. Tracy, if you were to sum up your lessons, change lessons, learning lessons from your entire transition, like mm -hmm. life of transitions, what would be, I don't know, three things that you would advise those who want to make a big change? Okay. I wrote some down. I mean, excuse me. <laughs> I wrote things out. Okay. The first thing to remember is whatever situation you're in, this too will pass. So if you like me and you've suddenly found yourself being made redundant or you're, you know, you, you've suddenly been in a forced change, don't worry. This time next year, things will be better. Just keep thinking that and you'll be okay. Have confidence in your own skills and abilities. As I said, I wrote a list. What am I good at? What am I not so good at? So find out what your strengths are and work on those as well. And you're not alone. Use forums, find a mentor, get advice. Um, you know, it's, and write out your long-term goals. I know you said three, but write out your long-term, short-term goals, pin them on a bit of paper, right where you're going to see them every day. If it's on the bathroom mirror or something like that. And also write down why you're doing what you're doing and, and have it there. Little motivational sort of, you know, things. I like having motivational messages pop up every now and again, just to remind me that, yes, this is fine. Um, I've got one in front of me at the moment in this, my notebook, and it says, if you think you're too small to have an impact, try going to bed with a mosquito in the room. <laughs> That's Damon Eater Roddick said that. So, you know, it's everyone has an impact. Everyone has a place, but you need to find that. You need to find your happy place. 
and and then remember every day why you're there. Tracy, thank you very, very much. My pleasure, you know, it's great to speak to you. Always the same here.